Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 491 at scavengerlife.com. The Diary of Our Life. Ryan, this past week, did Jay do any shipping? No. <laughs> of course I didn't do any shipping. I'm not going to do any shipping, Ryan. You're going to do other things. I'm not the shipper. Uh... I did use pirate ship. I mean, <laughs> okay, right? hang on, right, right. Let's let's <laughs> let's back into this. I think last week people got to see probably one of the purest examples of the dynamic of our relationship. I yeah. mean, that was someone wrote to me and says <laughs> that he was like, "You were poking the bear." Uh, no kidding. I no kidding. And, and really, like that, I think is. I think we've been. Oh, Together now, how long? 16 years. 16 years. I knew that. And we know that dynamic very well. We're like, you are like the steady hand. Yeah. You're the steady hand. And you dislike change. That's true. I like change, but... And you encourage it. I think I have a pretty steady hand, but I like change a lot. You're not afraid of it. And and I think that that was a good example. It doesn't make you uncomfortable, <laughs> like most people. I think that that was a good example when I was poking you about trying Pirate Bay because you know we've talked pirate about ship. Pirate Ship. Pirate Bay is an entirely different universe. That's where you get free movies. Yeah, uh, exactly. And get in trouble. Um, <laughs> you know, I was trying to encourage you to use pirate ships as people have been, yes. our friends on the internet yes our internet friends have been encouraging us to try it for over a year for a now. long time yeah. and we've talked about it multiple times like we'll be driving in the car and i'll be like so ryan what do you think about oh trying you're like yeah whatever so that was like my attempt to be like okay let's really try this like just yes. you know in what are the barriers to it? Because we've talked about it. You know, our business has improved because we've done things to switch things up, change things, you know, fix things. But, you know, like in our business, this is kind of how it happens is like, we don't want to change. We don't want to change. And then finally we painfully change. Well, look, and part of it is, and anyone who does shipping or just an eBay store in general knows when you add another step to your already very busy process, it's a pain. Yeah. Like I, so I ship in the morning, but it's before we go do all this other stuff. Like it's not like, oh, I have a leisurely morning. No, I'm at, in my office at 8 a.m. sometimes earlier, shipping all these delicate, weird, crazy items. The post office has been incredibly slow the last few weeks. So I'm like, I have to get this out today because it could literally take 14 days to get to this person. You priority. Know? Even priority. Well, priority. I haven't seen priority take that long, but stuff has been taking a long time. So, you know, you add an extra step. Oh, well, while you're at it, <laughs> put all the dimensions in for this box or this polymail or whatever on a different website. See if it's cheaper. If it's not, just go back to it. It's like, I can't do that every time. (laughs) But I will say this about about Pirate Ship. I got advice from several people that said, look, the best rates are usually if it's a pound, you know, minimum. So pound plus, and it's in a polymailer. Right. It can fit in a polymailer. Can fit in a polymailer, whether it's a box or a jacket or whatever. And you measure the measurement of the polymailer before you put anything in it. It's like, you know, 12 by 15. And that's your dimensions. And that is the best rate usually. And how much are you saving? I mean, sometimes it's only 50 cents. But I'm like, it's cheaper, so I'm going to get that one. You know, you saw some of my labels from yesterday morning. Um, it seems like they're all you know, about $9. Yeah, it's like, like a... it's like, you know, it would have been uh, 10, 10, 15, but instead it was like nine twenty five. you know, so that's almost a dollar. But like, if you're saving just a little bit, that's fine. If it's cheaper, I'll get right. it. But um, Well, where are these savings where, where people are like, well, you know, it's $5 cheaper. Have you seen? I did. I, okay. I saw a couple of those on larger, uh, larger, heavier items um, going further, you know, like going to the Midwest or Texas or something like that. So I've seen a couple of those. Hmm. Um, 
but there are times where pirate ships more expensive than just like a regional rate A box, mm. you know. And I'm like, well, okay. Do you think this is like some kind of a USPS hole? Like they didn't think people would use it like they're using it. Um, or? a little bit because the whole idea of a polymailer dimension. I don't think they intended people to put a box inside a polymailer. Now, the idea is that you would put a box inside a polymailer and not tape it to the shape of the box. Because mm. then basically you're like, well, now it's the shape. Now it's the box size, you know. Um, so I don't really understand that whole thing. And I don't understand why eBay doesn't give you the option of, right. they call it like cubic shipping or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I do sell a lot of soft goods, like jackets and sweaters and things like that that go in polymailers, and sometimes they are over a pound. Um, And I wish I had that choice to be like, you know, 15 by 12, three pounds to California. Right. That would be great. Um, So, yeah. I I don't really understand it, but I have been, I use it a few times in the last week. Yeah. I've seen it because we uh, because it hits our credit card. The uh, right, I have it linked to our credit card. And so I'll see it, and so I'll see it. Couple and then, and then you'll like text me right away, pirate ship. I'm like, oh my god! Does it make you feel good doing that? What getting a, a deal? Yeah, Saving and it's easy. Yeah, I mean, it, it. So the great thing about pirate ship really is you can sync it to your eBay. Mm. So you just like. I just, it's a little bit slow. I don't know if people notice this when I'm like refresh data or like import my, you know, stuff that I need to ship. It'll take a few minutes. So I just kind of let it go and I start packing. Um, So, so the key to making it easier, the way that it works is you had just had to kind of learn instead of trying every single package, you now kind of know this this is going to be a package. Like if it's first class, forget it. Like there's no savings there. How about if it's like a big giant box, like two foot? I would check that. I would check that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's not cheaper though. I I don't know why. Maybe like pirate ship doesn't get a better rate than eBay on a a dim weight, you know, the, the whole like three dimensions. Yeah. So, and you know, for people hearing this, if they're new, I mean, this is it like this a learning how to ship efficiently yeah. and saving it's so important money on shipping is so important i mean we said it before we were joking i mean you know if you were gone and right. i had to do this myself i mean all joking aside i think you could figure it out but <laughs> I think at you first could it out. my instinct would just be like oh, i'm just gonna take it to the post office and just like shove it in a box that they have there and and then i wouldn't make any money i mean basically the deal is get the cheapest shipping price yeah but to do that you have to learn like all this all the different things yeah Yeah. and and i think that's why again people say ebay is really easy it's easy to sell things on ebay yeah it's easy ebay has really made it easy to like you take out your phone with the app and you can like snap a photo of something on the ground you know if it's a decent quality item it can be on a dirty floor hopefully it's not we all have probably bought those kind of items just because it's someone's given away for cheap the problem is is shipping and we've seen that where you buy from people who are selling things and they don't know how to ship and they are obviously losing money yeah, on shipping. Losing, well, you know? We told that example yeah. of that artwork last week. He right. paid me to... <laughs> he, he lost money on this artwork that he yeah. sent me because he charged for a first class. <laughs> and he brought it to UPS and had it wrapped well, and a, bought a box. And because bought eBay doesn't really so crazy. prompt you or tell you any of that because, you know, from, from his point of view, he's like, oh, it's a light... Item, yeah. so it's like, oh, it's like whatever. I'll just do it like this. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about some more eBay stuff this week for us. Um, the big news was the managed payment that got declined. Oh my god! I think that was on Tuesday morning. Yeah, something like that. You know, anyone in managed payment, you know, you get these payments that sent out. We we do it daily or as often as they'll. I think it's daily, yeah. And it's just normally just in the background. It just kind of happens, and they send you a message. They send you an email. Yeah. And we got one that said, we tried to send to your bank, and it didn't work. It got declined. Now, the funny thing is, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday. It might have been Wednesday when this happened. And I remember 
well, it worked yesterday and I didn't change any. That was my first thought. I'm like, I didn't touch anything. So why would that? And my bank hasn't, you know, I haven't changed anything with my bank. So I was worried a little bit because I'm like, oh, I don't even know who to call. I'm going to call eBay. They're not going to know what's wrong. So I was like, let me just either call tomorrow or call later. And then we saw on the forum, people started saying, did anyone's managed payments get declined? I'm like, oh, it's eBay. It's an eBay glitch. And then by the end of the afternoon in the evening time, our evening time, our time, they were like, we uh, apologize for, I don't even think they apologized. No, but they they acknowledged it. But they just acknowledged that there was a problem and that they were going to. And they fixed it. Send them back out. It is unfortunate that it took. You know, in the age of the internet, I don't know, it took six hours or so for that to go out. For them to say something. And, you know, it's unfortunate for them because I'm sure that they got... So many calls. People without being connected to a community. Right. They probably got thousands, hundreds of calls. I don't know. Well, the other thing, too, is like... uh, I'm. I think on the eBay message, the initial decline message, they were like, contact your financial yeah, institution. And you're like, I got to sit on hold with my bank. Yeah. Like, this is... And they're like, nothing's wrong, you know? Good thing is, yeah. So I just wait. I just waited because I know that sometimes that's a glitch. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were like, I'm just going to wait. So everything's okay. Yeah, but what everything's. Uh, I saw a message on eBay that... Uh, eBay will now start collecting VAT tax for all eBay orders to Great Britain, right? The United Kingdom VAT value added tax. Yeah, you know, here in America we have sales tax, which is sort state by somewhere. state. It's it's actually state, county, town. Like uh, everyone can put like a, a little tiny tax on everything you buy, but we don't have like a national sales tax, and that's right. I guess what. I think that's what a VAT tax is. You know, if you buy something, there's just like one fee on that Is it in all of Europe? Also? Yeah. I I feel like I've been in a European country besides... It seems like a very... uh, A a European concept. Um, Although the UK is not in Europe. And so all that means is is just eBay is starting to do like what they did in, in America where, you know, they're starting to add like an... A sales, you know, taxes on yeah. everything, just like a normal just like, store. Right. Rate. And and yeah. I don't know if it happened overseas like it did here right. where in Congress they were like, you got to start, you know, grabbing right. sales tax like Airbnb does sales tax. Like, and I wonder how that's going to be, you know, when we sell over to places overseas. I mean, even Canada, like they have. Right. A, they have like those kind of taxes too. I don't know if they have a VAT, but they have some kind of customs tax, and yeah. it's not automatically added. Right. And so people will write to us and be like, I don't want to pay global shipping because it adds all these taxes yeah. in. And I don't always have to pay and them. I mean, in the old days, I'd be like, but don't you have to pay these anyway? They're like, no, it doesn't always get paid. It's right. like kind of a loophole. So now it just sounds like eBay is starting to work with countries and governments to kind of plug that loophole so the one good thing about it though is it sucks as a buyer obviously because you'll buy something and you're like oh it's two extra dollars or whatever but um that ebay takes care of it for you like airbnb also takes care of it for us for for the state now and they didn't before so i was having to remit monthly to the state and it was such a pain right it's like a hotel tax yeah, yeah so it's kind of great that as sellers, well, we don't have to see that. I know. That was a nightmare. I mean, we even talked about it somewhere. Like, we were getting all hyperventilated about it. It's like, what happens if us as a seller, we have to start keeping track of... 50 states. You know, all the taxes, and we have to remit all of that. And it totally makes sense. eBay and these other yeah. companies, they just... They just take care of yeah, it. Yeah, they do it on the back end. Yeah, um, so that's helpful. And it's strange. I haven't heard any... I've asked about it. It's before. eBay started doing this a year ago? It's like a year-ish. I forgot. But, you know, started adding taxes to everything. Finally, Congress passed yeah. a law that said... And I wonder if states and counties are seeing right. large influxes of cash. Right, because of that. Because it's a huge yeah. extra revenue right. stream. You know, I don't Amazon, know, we should look it up. Right. I'd be interested if anyone's listening to this, if they've heard that Has or anyone read anything. anyone done a 
think piece on this. <laughs> I, it's true, though. I mean, but <laughs> seriously, because you're like, you know, certain parties in Congress, whoever, uh, was pushing for this. Sure. And I actually don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Not that I'm like, oh, I want to pay extra money. But you're like, you are selling in your state. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, tax matters. Okay. Tax uh, matters. Let's talk about our numbers for this week. We sold... <laughs> 38 items had been, no, no, had been, had been like our kind of, we kept selling 38 items every week. We sold 52 items. Okay. I was like, are we going to break this 38 item streak finally? Did it feel like a 52 items? Ah, yeah. I I was busy. Like, look. That's like eight, eight, eight eight-ish items a day. As we, as we have been saying, we roast two days a week. Roast coffee. Roast coffee two days a week, plus we're working at the cafe, plus we're, like, trying to get our cafe ready. So, I mean, I have a lot to do before, you know, like, 11 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Ryan gets done more before 11 than most people do. I'm like, now I need a break uh, at 11 a.m. But, so, yes, so, in those mornings, and a lot of it was delicate stuff, like, china, pottery, glass. I have, like... Two garden statues that I didn't ship yesterday because yep. I was like, I can't deal some with this. Gnomes. Yeah, some garden gnomes. gnomes. 14-inch tall garden gnomes um, that I need to ship tonight to go out tomorrow. I know it's difficult to ship that stuff, but I love when that pottery china sells. I, and Yeah, it does well for yeah. us. I mean, it is a pain in many respects because you have to... Photograph it, research it. Sometimes it's easy when there's a very clear marking on the bottom. Um, and then store it. And then pack it and ship it and hope it doesn't break. Yep. So it's all those things. But Good news is a lot of willing that stuff to do sells that. a little higher. Yeah. Than, you know, uh, we had talked about when we first started eBay uh, 10-ish years ago. You know, it was clothes. Because clothes, clothes were the yes. easy thing to find. Like yep. it was really easy. Go out. Buy bags of clothes, find awesome wool coats, right. and you know, and boots, leather boots. You could sell these things for thirty dollars plus. Yeah, I mean, now I just feel like everyone is in on that game. Yeah, like it's a whole thing now. Clothes is just so overwhelmed. We still do sell clothes. I mean, we have a whole storage area. Yeah, just of clothes, and it's not bad. But I just find clothes don't. Sell for cheaper. Well, I do want to say we sold a bunch of clothes this week, which right. is which is really funny. Hats, shoes, sweaters. Right, but you know the dollar value we get for these is things is low. lower, just yeah. because. Well, we've been sitting on a lot of it for a long time, and just because there's just so many used clothes out there, yeah. and so many of these brand new apps focus on, on clothes, clothes. Yeah, you know, exactly. because again, it's Depop, like Poshmark. Yeah, it's like the. Uh, it's the gateway drug yeah, it's the gateway. to online. Everyone so, has clothes that they wear that they're getting rid of, and that's how they get. You started. know, here in the states, Goodwill is like this huge thrift store, Salvation Army, and they're just like overflowing with clothes. Like they're like throwing clothes away. They're like sending it in big container ships to other countries. And the other so countries don't. Even, I read some article that they're, they're like the other countries don't even want them right. anymore. So my whole point is um, that for us. The past year or two, two years, yeah. we've learned that pottery china, just dinnerware stuff, is kind of an interesting thing because. And the nice thing is, is that it's. I feel like it's difficult for other people to get into because it takes need right. for storage. Exactly. Like you can't just cram stuff into boxes. Yes. You can't put them on. On hangers, you have to have actual shelves, large amounts of storage. Yes, it's hard to ship. Yes, and it takes a lot more time to research. Yes, well, you know, and it takes longer to sell. Yes, it so does. You take have longer, so. you have to be patient. You yes, know, like you can't take something <laughs> and throw five dollars on it because the yeah. kind of people buying this stuff is not everybody. You yeah. Know? So anyway. I enjoy it though. Yeah. I, I do. Um, I never thought that I would. Right. And um, I don't know. I like it. I think I like it because it sells. Like a piece will sell, and right. I'm like, yes. Like for instance, just while we're talking. Yeah. Just right now. Something sold. <laughs> 
ironically, we sold a white porcelain gravy boat soup tureen with a serving ladle spoon. Uh, it sold for forty dollars. Hey, you know, there you go. Like, it's like the size of like a baseball mitt. It's like or a something. perfect. Also, like, look, I I think there are certain things selling for Thanksgiving and Christmas right. time where it's like, yeah, a gravy boat, and you know, it's not marked anywhere. Yeah, it's not like spode or whatever. Right. Noritake. I sold a Noritake. I, yeah. I I packed a Noritake gravy boat yesterday. Right. So, yeah. uh, and interestingly enough, we you have been using the forum because I think you've yes. earned some. <laughs> I think you've cred. earned some some cred so people to help you. We, yeah. If you found a couple things where you were like, "What is this?" Thing? <sighs> yeah. And actually, it was Antique Frog. Antique Frog was like a lightning. Right. Um, I had a couple silver plate pieces where I was like, I just cannot, you know, I'll start researching it, Googling, putting something in. I'm like, I cannot find these marks. A lot of times I'm typing them wrong. Like one was F, uh, F H. And I totally thought it was like F M. Mm. So there I was off and couldn't find anything. Um, and so they, I don't know if it's a male or a female, really helped me on two different pieces and they're both pretty high end. So that it's helpful when you're like, I think this is expensive and I don't want to be like, it's 50 bucks when you're like, this is worth $500. And this is really possibly. And I feel like this is something we've learned. Like this is the key for eBay is that it's great to find stuff really cheap that sells really fast, but if it's that easy, it's usually easy for everybody, yeah. and that means you're selling lower dollar items. It's the stuff that people don't see and takes more time that can sell better. Yeah, you know? and that works for us because we are not a high volume seller. Right, like right. you know, us selling fifty items, fifty, fifty-two, two items. It's a lot of items for us. Yeah, that's you a know, lot in one week. Uh, right. We're we're not the like oh we sold eight hundred items. You know, <laughs> that's not us. But, yeah. Big uh, because they're all handpicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, did I finish you? Yeah, I didn't even finish anything. So we sold fifty-two items. We mold. We sold gross sales one thousand seven hundred thirty-six dollars sixty-eight cents. Not including shipping. Not including the shipping because because it's really interesting. Well, yeah. If you add shipping, right? I mean, I don't know if this is how it's always been or if it is. If shipping's gotten more expensive, mm-hmm. or if they're adding the taxes in this number, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to it. Um, I mean, it's like twenty four hundred dollars if you add the grand total, as eBay calls it. So you're like, oh, we made twenty four hundred dollars. No, no. We didn't. I mean, we made like seven hundred dollars less than that because the arrest is uh, shipping. You know, I mean, seven hundred dollars less. I feel like the um, tax must be added, right. and also um, there were a few items like those tr- trolls. I call them trolls. Um, <laughs> the little garden gnomes. Yeah. Um, they're heavy and large and they're going across the country. So that was like quite a bit of shipping and taxes. Um, and I sold a bunch of stuff, global shipping. Mm. So all that added, you know, someone bought a heavy item that's going to Korea and you're like, well, they paid, you know, $60 shipping. So that's why, I mean, I know some people say, well, you do sometimes make money on shipping, but I don't think it's. That much. That much. I um, mean, I do have it on, on like I said, those those garden gnomes, you know, things like that, where I'm like, this is going to take me a few minutes to pack, right. and I need to put insurance on it, and et cetera. I will have a handling charge. Mm-hmm. Good. So that's also added in there, too. So that helps me with my time right. and packaging materials and stuff like that. But that's just why I don't talk about Yeah, it's like, shipping it because... wasn't, like, that money got paid out to the post office. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, so our average price was about $34. And that's, you know, kind of like... Yeah, that's That's it. just been the story of our eBay life is about 30 to $40 is kind of our average selling price. Yeah. You know? Uh, and that's that's just the way it is. Okay. Anything else exciting that we sold? Uh, Nixon, no, n- a Nixon, Nixon button. A Nixon button. $100. $100, yeah. President um, Nixon. Oh, it said Nixon. So if you if you look them up on eBay, there's a few of these. Uh, Nixon is the one. is the one that sold. Right. 100 bucks. It's actually 
That's the the thing that it says. That's what it says. Nixon is the yeah, one. Right. I don't know who would so be like, I want to wear a Nixon so button, but whatever. Uh, we sold some Christmas garlands, which I don't even know what they are, but we sold them for $95. Yeah, I had two of these. They were like Czechoslovakian glass. Um, I sold them for 196 I had two. And what is a garland? A garland, like you wrap it around. Well, you could like hang it on a wall and whatever, but you like wrap it around the tree. Okay. Do you ever see people make garlands out of like popcorn and like oh yeah cranberries? Yep, that's a garland. Oh, okay, like cool. Well, thank you for the hundred dollars. Um, that's we sold a song. coffee server, like a coffee thermos, for a hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's right. That that was another one that was big and heavy and had to go down right. to Florida. Um, yeah, it's called a Thermofresh. Well, we we bought them. Obviously, we're starting a, co- a coffee shop, so we needed like pump pots and yeah. Like, so this is interesting. I guess I don't know if it's interesting. To other is people. this interesting? We I don't know. know. It's <laughs> interesting to us. Like we're just doing this for okay. So we it was God. It was like it was in February, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, it was the end of February. It was a very stressful time in my life yeah. uh, for many reasons. And we there was a hotel fire sale, like a hotel. Had a liquidation. Out of yeah. And it was three hours away or something. Yeah. And we bought $2,500 worth of equipment. We were just... Restaurant equipment. Yeah. This, this cafe was just a, a gleam in my eye. And yeah. I was like, well, let's just go down there. And my buddy and I, well, we went down and bought everything. You and everything. I bought everything. And then me and my friend went down there in his truck and huge trailer yeah. and loaded it all up. And we got like refrigerators and coffee equipment. And yep. We got kind a bunch of, of stuff. I, we didn't know Jack We didn't know Jill. what. We we're just really like, everything we was cheap. Buying. So we spent $2,500 right. of equipment. Oh, and we bought a four-bay sink, which we needed. Yeah, an right. underbar four-bay sink. Right. It was very specialized. Yeah. We literally built our bar around it. Yeah. So stuff like that was important. But <laughs> but we, we, we bought extra stuff right. because we were like, well, if we don't use it, I mean, we'll just sell it. $2,500 is not a little bit of, of, so of money to us. Right. But at the same time... We know what things cost retail. Right. Like that would have been $20,000 if we had bought all yes. that stuff new. So so we were willing to. We're now finally, a year later almost. That's true. Crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the on the cafe. edge to like bring everything into this cafe that's almost done. Yeah. We'll use what we use and then we'll sell everything else. Yeah. And this coffee thermos was happened to be, we, we have too many of them. We have like 10 of them. We'll never <laughs> we have like them. So 15 of them. We're like or starting to. So we're like, we might need a couple of these, but yeah. I'm going to try to sell them. So a hundred, it was $130 or something. 150 150 So they're. Not bad. They hold a gallon and a half of coffee. So they're perfect for like. It's like an, what, an office they, meeting or something. It's like it, what they have at Starbucks, you know, where yeah. they. they and make the coffee in it. So. That's that's true. We sold a coffee ice bucket for one twenty five. Coffee ice bucket? No, it's uh, like an ice bucket. It's co- copper sorry. coffee. Copper. Got coffee on the mind. This, copper. Ice this was bucket. a Williams Sonoma yeah. made in France. Heavy duty copper with yeah. like solid brass handles. Yep. How much was it? One twenty five. One twenty five. So right. So a lot of these sales, like with the shipping, they were big, heavy, delicate items. So well, it's one twenty five plus shipping. Right, plus shipping. But what I'm saying is, if the taxes were included right. in any of those I numbers, mean, it could you know that could be an extra forty dollars. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, I will say a little tidbit here. Copper has so been the look. Yeah. For three years now, and I and. I will say right now, copper is going away. The copper look. I like copper. Like, a little bit, a little bit of copper. Like the whole hammered copper, <laughs> or like the the brushed copper. I disagree. I think it's classic. Yeah, I think it's going to go away. But anyway, so we're trying to sell that stuff as fast as we can. And then Orion talks about two garden gnomes for a hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred bucks. I've talked about it before because I'm so proud of myself. About a whole table of these like lawn ornaments, garden decor. And I bought the whole table for $100, and then we sold a lot of them. So it's great. Um, They're a pain to ship. Scavenge of the week. I bought some stuff at an auction, not really to sell on our store. Uh, It's a new auction that I've never bought at. It was, was an furniture online. mostly, right? It was mainly furniture, and it was just it just taught me like, oh, I need to look at this stuff. Like I need to go. It if was just possible. I got a little bit 
bamboozled or, you know, you start to look at stuff online and you have a fantasy about it, even. Yeah. And I thought it was much better quality than it was. And so I actually, when you brought it home, mm -hmm. I was like, this is nice stuff. It's not our style. It's not bad. I guess I thought it was going to be much nicer. Okay. Like in better condition. It was just like some furniture pieces, and I thought they were going to be like more solid, and they were like kind of wayfairy okay. kind of pieces to and me. Two of them are really shiny copper side tables, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah, hammered copper side tables, yeah. which I think are cool. I, yeah. you know, I might try to sell those on um, like Facebook. Okay, I don't know. Is that like okay. did you buy them to okay. use them in a rental or like what was I the purpose? I think it's just we haven't really been buying much stuff and it was a new option. <laughs> she had an itch to buy stuff. And I was like, "Oh, this is, you know, it's $100 for these two copper side tables." Like, yeah, we'll either put them somewhere yeah. or we will sell them and probably make at least more. 100 bucks yeah, each. Yeah, definitely I mean, you know. more. Um, okay, things we learned in the forum pre-1982 pennies. Yeah, what was talk it? about copper. Let's talk about copper. Okay, copper. so uh, someone came on and was like, "Is is is everybody? You know, is everybody collecting pre nineteen eighty two pennies?" And everyone's like, Why? "No." <laughs> and then we had a an interesting conversation where, yeah, there are people who hoard nineteen eighty two pre nineteen eighty two pennies because the copper uh, content is very high. So it's not like mixed. After 1982, and even now, like, I, I had a penny the other day, which I don't ever really have yeah. change, and it just feels like all aluminum. It just feels yeah. like, it feels like almost I could bend it with Well, my probably because they're like, copper's more valuable right. than a penny. So people were right. doing the math on it, and a penny, the pre-1982 penny, like, the copper is like, so a penny's a penny, you know, it's one cent. Yes. It's like 1.5 cents of copper. So someone was like, if you went to the bank oh, okay. and got pallets of pennies and then put and them through them. a sorter and collected only the old one, you know, it, it, you could make 50% on your money or, or however much. Put them through make. a sorter. How would it sort I don't know. That? People, oh, I was people like, were like getting really technical. There's, I guess, some the, kind of a sorter that, that, that could they tell. Did it detect it. Like, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to, like, hand sort by date. No, like, no, no. Uh, like, uh, like that's the thing. You you couldn't. So it, you'd have to go and get, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of pennies from the bank because I guess they'll do that. And then you hoard them. But the, but the only problem is it's illegal to recycle Like American to sell currency. currency for scrap? Yeah. You, like, that's, that's illegal. So I guess people were saying, well, there are people hoarding when... It's time, you know, like when it is not illegal anymore. So. When's it not going to be illegal? I guess maybe one day pennies will no longer oh, will be have, taken out of circulation. They have been trying right? to stop using pennies because they stink. Right. So, <laughs> like they're a pain. Anyway, it's so interesting to me the like the like uh, you know it's the guys at the auctions yes. because it's mainly men. Yes. And they're the silver like, hounds. I call them, yeah, the silver hounds. And they come yeah. to auctions and they don't care about anything else, it seems like. Yeah. They're, they're just kind of guys at, I'm talking they're about. They're looking at metal. They've got like a loop, they have yep. like a little scale. Yep. <laughs> Look. And they go around to the part of the auction because it's always in the glass case and they're like doing the silver and the metal. Or they go through the, at the, <laughs> yeah. At the thrift stores, they're going oh, through the silverware, the silverware and they're like picking up each piece. Look, and I'm going cool. through this. I'm going through the silverware. It's all look. One thing we sold yesterday was a sterling silver spoon, mm -hmm. and you were like, "Well, how much is silver worth right now?" Twenty five dollars an ounce. Okay, so now I got to weigh this thing. It was nineteen. We 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 sold this little tiny demitasse spoon for nineteen dollars. It's sterling silver, but it's all like. It's all scuffed up and marked up, and it looks like it went through a garbage disposal by accident. Right. But I was selling it for the you know the silver. Right. But uh, now I have to weigh it. Yep. Um. Yeah, but I think we'll do okay on it. Okay, old dad on the forum said he really hates it now that eBay puts the total sale yes. of. So if I sell three things to one person, to one person eBay will send me three different emails 
And on each email, it gives me the total price of all three. So yeah. it'll say like, oh, if you sold this thing for $100. So I'm like, I, I sold- did? And I got three of these emails, so I made three hundred dollars. No, no, you made a hundred. I don't know why eBay does this. It's it's relatively brand new, and I've seen it too. I don't understand. Right, I've had that same thing happen. Um, I don't understand why they don't just put the price of the single item, or because it was bought through someone's cart. Just send me. Just one send email. me one email. Right. Oh, this person, you know, user X Y Z bought these three items for a total of. You're like that is like. Pretty easy, don't you yeah. think? Yeah. It's guess it's not. Okay, let's go to the questions or comments that people sent in this week. Okay. No one called our voicemail line, but you can call our voicemail line and leave a message. The phone number is five four zero four zero seven eight four eight six. Or you can email us a message. We did get an emailed message, uh, an audio file from your phone. Our email is the scavengerlife at gmail.com. Hey Jay and Ryan, this is Anna from Georgia. Thank you, as always, for the podcast and all you guys do to facilitate the Scavenger Life community. Today, I was just wondering how you currently view your decision to improve your inventory system. I find myself at a point of contemplation about doing the same, but I'd love some of your insight about how the new system is working for you these days, now that you have everything plugged in, and just really the felt benefits of it. Has it truly made pulling stuff for shipping more efficient? Does it move you closer to considering training someone to pack and ship? Any other thoughts you might have? I would love to know all of them. Thank you so much. Hello, Anna. Uh, Anna actually just wrote a book about kind of scavenging and selling on eBay and, you know. It's called Miscellaneous and it's Anna Packer and you can buy it on eBay. It's like a real book. I know, it's like, I'm holding it right now. Yeah. It's like a real book. Yep. And she actually did a shout out to Scavengers in the beginning. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, She's definitely one of us. Okay, so if I'm understanding the question, just when do you, like, actually start thinking about organizing? Right now. Do it now. Yeah, I mean, it's just like planting a tree. The best time was 10 years ago or Or today. Yeah. Um, Yes. I know for us, we have... Always, I, I will say though, if you're getting started on eBay, I do see people get paralyzed about mm. starting selling because they get paralyzed on all the details. All the process. How are you going to store this? And they're like, I need to come up with like a whole system. And it's like, that I don't agree with. Right. We That's were, why we just got started. We were the ones that just got started. And I just, had stuff... <laughs> Your dad had a guest room. Well, yep. that's where we took all our photos. Yep. And it had these two twin beds. And we just had mountains of clothes on them. That was it. <laughs> that was when... That was it. I actually had a it fall. Sucked. I had a bit of a falling out with my father because he thought we were... Because he didn't understand... He thought we were hoarders. He didn't understand <laughs> what we were doing, that we were making a living off of this. He just thought we were like crazy hoarders. And I think about it now. I'm like, yeah. Of course he we did. Were, it was pretty crazy. Just, yeah. you know, anyone that kind of goes all in on ebay especially at first and if you're just doing it out of your house there's like piles of stuff everywhere but you know we knew we talked about it before i mean we ran our ebay business for 12 i mean over 10 years kind of without a system I mean, there was a system that that was not a number system. That could be taught to somebody else. I think an inventory system is when you could teach it to somebody else relatively quickly and they could find everything. And look, I will say this. Before the pandemic, um, I had someone packing and shipping for me using this inventory system. Right. It's shelf shelf one. Right. The one that we started about. Yeah. Like a year ago? A year ago. It's about a year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just, because we had, we built like a warehouse. <laughs> Literally, it's a warehouse. Behind our house. Uh, and we had now have shelves. Yeah, we just did a numbering a system. I listened to a lot of people that gave us advice and yeah. they had very, I mean, some people get like, I'm like, wow, you guys are really smart. But we just did it very uh, simple. Every shelf y- unit has has a number. And then right. every shelf has a letter. Yep. And then every bin has, has a, a number. number. So it's really easy. It's like a grid system. Yeah. And then we just put it in the custom what, label skew, skew yeah. thing. And it's great, right? That's it. It works. And it, 
It saves us a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I don't know how I did it before. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. I just couldn't, I mean, I couldn't do it the way we used to. So specifically answering Anna, mm-hmm. I think if you're asking the question, yeah, should I improve yeah. my the inventory? Yes. The answer is probably yes, because you're probably getting yeah. a little frustrated. And you probably that. don't want to do it. And that's why you're asking the question. And yeah. I understand that completely and the good thing is you don't have to do it all at once i know for us to do that number you know uh, we had seven eight thousand items yeah that we had to to get over into this new way we're putting things in our storage and we did it over a period of four months a few months and we had our ebay helper help us so i would take a bin i would number it i would be like she was really good at knowing what things were called and looking at, you know, markings and logos and things right. like that. So she would look in our inventory and anything she couldn't find, she'd put aside and I would know what it was. Yep. Um, and we just did it like that. I'm like, okay, these items, just put this custom skew on it. And yep. we had to slog through it, but it was worth it. It was worth it. But, you know, people don't have to do it like us. I mean, we, yeah, start we held out. So don't be paralyzed when you're starting out. But if you're like a normal person, you can probably <laughs> just be like, I can start just an do it. inventory system right now. Right, and they now. just start from scratch and yeah, do it it's right. not it's not hard and it's worth it. I just think maybe for a lot of people, I know it was true for us, I had no idea our inventory would get as big as it <laughs> yeah. No idea. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just, you know, and our inventory areas changed over time right. it was over at my dad's house that we were in for a year and a half and then in our house here and then we built a building you know and yeah. so we've had to move our inventory well it was at our five rental, six eight times a bunch you know? of times it was yeah. it, i got so sick of going to the rental every day yep um crazy and we have a screened in front porch we put a bunch of stuff out there and then yeah. finally i mean it was a lot of money to so, build that back building but we were like we have to do this. Right. So I feel like the way to really do it is that if you were committed and you were like, I'm going to have a big store, I'm going to, I have this huge space and it's all going to be yep. right here forever. But yep. I think a lot of us start like, oh, it's just in my closet. Right. Oh no, it's also in my front it room. It takes over. Oh, I'm taking over my kid's room that just went to college. Oh, I'm going to rent a storage place. Oh, I'm going to actually... Now I need to move to a house that has a full basement. So I think that's how it is for a lot of us. And so it's hard to build an inventory, a system that can follow you through that. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Is... That's it for Scavenger Life. Now we move on to Coffee Talk. Because it's part of our life right now. So uh, yesterday we were spending the day in the cafe getting these chairs... Cleaned up, prepared. Yeah. So let's talk about the chairs real quick. We've yeah. mentioned them. Mid-century, mid-century Danish. They're literally made in Denmark. Right. Uh, I, I bought them for between ten and thirty dollars each. Um, we've been collecting them for like a year. Yeah. They have the ugliest, dirtiest beige polyester woven upholstery. Right. That needs to go. So we learned that upholstery is a thing. We we it's new this, but we're upholstery is a thing. It's kind of new to us. It's hard to find upholsters, and we just yes. happened to find a young lady who is two blocks away from us. Who is going to do it? She came over, she checked them out, and we bought this really cool, beautiful wool. fabric, like wool. from someone on eBay. Yep. Um, it's this sort of like industri- industrial, but commercial. That's right. the better word for it. Commercial wool upholstery fabric. She Tell had read the name of it. it. The... It's um, Chimera. Chimera. Right. Chimera yeah. is the brand. And so we were, we just could not figure out <laughs> what fabric to use. We just had all these, you know, you, me, and Jill are collaborating on this, and we're like, we could try this. We could try this. We could try these different colors. We could try these different fabrics. Like, should it be this? Our upholstery uh, woman who's helping us was like, don't you want to do vinyl? Like, aren't people going to spill it? And we were just like, we don't know what to do. And finally, you, we love wool. Yeah. We were like, wool upholstery fabric, right? I just enter it into eBay. I'm like, let's just find some. Somebody's got to have a bolt. Right. 20 yards or whatever. 
And I found this fabric and I was like, oh, we got to get this. And and it's made for a workplaces. And and I think that's the thing. I mean, maybe it's going to be the craziest idea I've had, but I feel like wool is actually pretty good with stains. Yes. We'll put stain... Stain guard on guard it. Guard on it. And, but it just makes it softer. It's like a heather. It looks it's nice. It's beautiful. What does this have to do with coffee? Well, it's having to do with getting the... Uh, the business The ready. Uh, cafe ready. Okay. This is between us talking here. Just don't tell anybody else. But we're going to try and be open in early spring. So we're like three months away yeah. you know, from opening up. But so here's the thing. It's very expensive to have someone reupholster 15 chairs, especially if they have to pull off all the old upholstery. So we're doing that. The The crazy thing about it is there's 15 chairs, there's a seat, and there's a backing. So there's two pieces. Some of the, most, all of these chairs have just industrial staples on every, like sometimes there's like four staples on top of each other and you're like, there's, oh my God. There's like a hundred staples right there. So, I mean, it's yeah. just so, so actually I started doing it last week and then Jill came yesterday and we just sat on the floor and pulled staples yeah. and pulled off old foam. Yeah. Like we just were like. We're putting the music on. But this is part of being scavengers and opening up a coffee business. I guess another way to do it would be like, well, just go and buy a bunch of 15 diner chairs, 15 brand new chairs. But I feel like we're going to get better quality for less money. It just takes work. It takes more time. And having to scavenge like that. The other thing is the cafe was covered in sawdust. Before this, yes. Like, just last I mean, week. And that's what I've been doing is cleaning, right. uh, wiping every, the walls, the ductwork, the Because we had the floors yeah. refinished. So we had the floor, we painted. Right. We had the floors refinished yep. after we painted. Great yep. idea. Uh, but you did have to clean it anyway before they painted. So, and then we refi- not refinished, but sanded the countertops and, and finished those. Yeah. So, well, look. We just had to anytime, clean. Any time a renovation is done, yeah. there's always a time where you have to clean the dust. I mean, right. and you can pick and choose when that time yeah. is. It, it's always going to happen. You have to clean the dust. It just, and it's my nightmare. It keeps me up yeah, at night. But we are way past it. We've done it. You did the ductwork and it looks beautiful. It looks great. I did the baseboards. I great. did the counters. And Which is fine because great. I'd much rather pull staples than clean dust. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, and then just to wrap it up, it is the holidays. Uh, we are selling bags of coffee like crazy. I recognize some of you who are buying. We <laughs> really appreciate it. Our partners appreciate it. Our yes. partners just are always flummoxed. They cannot understand who all these random people are. Like, who's this person in Arizona? You know, like, <laughs> you know, we're in Luray and Harrisonburg, Virginia. Like, that's where right. this company is. And we're getting orders, yeah, from oh, LA, yes. from Oregon, from Chicago. Missouri. There's a bunch of people. And they're just Missouri. like, who are these people? I'm just and like, we're oh. like, they're I'm scavengers. Like, they're scavengers. They need good coffee for a listing. They're like, what are you talking about on the podcast? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. We just talk about our lives. And they're like, you guys aren't that interesting. Like, I don't know. <laughs> they never said that. I'm, like, I'm sure they think it, though. Uh, like, they're like, what? Who Who are these people? Um, uh, so we yeah. really appreciate it. It's helping the business. We're getting started together with them. Yeah, We're selling. We've helped probably 10 times their sales, their online yeah. sales. Yeah. So it's really helpful. So we roast on Mondays and we roast on Thursdays. So yep. if you get your orders in Sunday night, yep. that's perfect. We and get it on the list. I will say, so Phil, one of our partners, demands that we only ship priority. Yes. Even though uh, Ryan's tried to explain, well, but it, but if you do first class, it'll get there the same amount of time. But yeah. he, he was like, it needs to get there soon. But we have seen yes. that some priority packages are taking longer than others. This so. past week, and I'm sure there are scavengers out there who have shipped during the um, Thanksgiving week and the week after. Um, so Thanksgiving was on a Thursday. So there was a postal holiday right in the middle of the week, basically. And... I've seen stuff just, it's just not even moved. Here's what's weird. I've seen things leave our post office to go to Richmond, Virginia, which is our um, sorting facility. 
and it takes three days to get to Richmond. So that means it's sitting at our post office for three days. And it's, you're just like, look, the post office is slammed. I'm seeing it all over the country. People in Tennessee, their stuff is just, people in Texas, their stuff is just sitting in the main warehouse right. and it'll move like three days later. So, so it's interesting, you know, running a different kind of business from eBay. You know, eBay were selling a one of a kind item. So if it's slow, people wait. We're just like, you gotta wait. And there's an eBay process and you try and like work with people to like get them to be patient because I can't send them another item. Right, right. But for us, like tomorrow on a Monday, we're gonna actually reship some coffee to some people where it's been a week and a half. It's been, I counted, it's been 13 days. So it's been almost two weeks. And, you know, we have more of the same coffee. Yeah. And we're just going to take it upon ourselves. Like, it's not our fault. It's not the person's fault. It's just the way it is. But people need to get their coffee. And so we're going to just resend it to them. And well, as a post office nerd, it's funny because this particular package was going to North Carolina. That should hop two different, two different places richmond and greensboro and it's just been sitting in greensboro for like yeah. 12 days and it basically i'm like we don't know when it's gonna get to you but we're gonna send you more and hope that it gets there faster yeah. the just... great thing is honestly it's priority mail so um you have 50 at least 50 dollars of insurance automatically on that so i Good. might try to claim part of that order yep okay uh thanks for being with us this week this is all my Ryan calls it my existential moment where I want to like. I hype just want to wrap it. No, I don't want to hype anything. I just like people have just spent part of their lives with us. <laughs> I just rolled my eyes. We've spent our lives together. We've shared it virtually with each other, and I think it's important to acknowledge that. You know, sure. thank you. Anyway, I hope you got some some work done and if you drink coffee there's a lot of people who are like i don't even drink coffee i don't know you i don't understand you how do you drink caffeine oh my gosh uh, well just we didn't fine. even mention the name of our company no judgment yeah broadporchcoffee.com yep or broadporch.coffee yep. which is a website it is it's true and it works okay this podcast is ending in three, three two, two one, one. bye, bye.